Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Ooh, we are here for a launch breakdown. Are you excited? Heck to the yes, I'm excited. <laughs> so we just closed the doors to Rock Your Biz and it went awesome and we learned a lot and we have a lot of stats to cover with you today because we like to share all the nitty gritty details about what we spent, how much we made, when people came in, what we think led to good things, bad things, okay things, and everything in between. So that's what we're going to do today, but just a really quick like bird's eye view of what the heck we're talking about and in case you're brand spanking new, Rock Your Biz is a program that we opened and then closed just this month. We ran a free four-day challenge to kind of warm people up to the concept of what was going to be sold to them once we opened the doors. That started on Tuesday, September 5th. The challenge ended on the 9th. Eight. We had a on the 8th. We had a webinar that opened the doors on Tuesday, the following Tuesday on the 12th. We had another webinar on the 14th. We had another webinar on the 19th and doors closed at 11, 11 p.m. on the 19th. So doors were open for seven days, shut them down, and it was awesome. Yeah. It, so that's, it was, the, that's the overview. That's it. Bye-bye. Uh, no, that was, it was crazy. Like to be, to say we were the most baffled by this launch ever would be an understatement. Total understatement. Yes. So today we're going to go over like facts and stats and we have a couple of hypotheticals, but we are still ourselves kind of digesting the results of this launch yeah. and what it means. So w- what we mean by that is We had launched this program before. We had launched two other things earlier this year to great, great, great reception. Like it went amazing. It went bananas. So we are kind of learning, okay, if we double the people who are interested, are we going to double the enrollments? Are we going to double the sales basically? And that didn't happen. Like didn't happen at all. We doubled our first launch for Rock Your Biz more than doubled, mm-hmm. which is awesome. But in going into this, I think we had different and higher expectations for what monies would be coming in. And that just didn't happen. But we're on the side of like literally not disappointed, not mad. We are just so confused because math. 
And so we try to look at past results and we crunch the numbers from everything. So we have a lot of data to look at. And so based off those, we were just expecting more people to come in. But we'll cover hypotheticals at the end or towards the end about why we think this is the case. So let's just kind of start at the beginning. Yeah, so... As kind of expected, we had our biggest surge of enrollments on day one. And mm-hmm. that was solely because of the webinar. We in the past, uh, we have done a challenge where we say we're going to have a scholarship and then we announce the scholarship live during that webinar. So the whole challenge, they're very, very aware this webinar is coming Mm-hmm. And thus, the amount of people in the room is greater. They have a lot of time to prepare, and we're hounding it into their heads over and over and over again. Whereas the other webinars, as much as we want people to show up, we don't have a ton of time to say, oh, by the way, you also need to come to this, and you also need to come right. to this. Right. Well, and I think it's what I, what is interesting to me is this is the second time that we have let people know not only is there going to be a webinar way in advance. And then we've also said in that webinar, we're going to open the doors for this program. We're going to open the doors for Rock Your Biz. We cannot wait to invite you. It's so amazing. Prior to this and the one other time we did it earlier this year, when we host a webinar, people know, should know by now that there's going to be a pitch at the end. But what we have done, not like secretly, but we've been like, we're so excited to teach you X, Y, Z. We have never, ever before this year said, and we're going to open the doors for this program because we thought that that might turn people off, that that might get less people to show up, that it might, oh, well, I now I know there's a pitch at the end and I'm not going to stay. When in fact now, I feel like it's been proven to us twice. That's led to more excited people to say yes to the thing because they've been told over and over again, we're going to invite you to this really cool thing. Yeah, they were definitely primed for the sale and ready to buy by the time they got there. We literally Mm -hmm. had people say, can I buy in advance? Can you tell me how much it costs so I can prepare? Like people were definitely excited and I mean, we've seen that multiple times in a row. So to me, like that strategy is never going to change. Like we're going to be very open and honest, like, hey, we're launching on X date. So get your booty ready. And I'm even thinking, you know, for our coming launch for Strategy Academy next, do we announce launch dates a lot further in advance because they know it's an expensive program? So all that being said... I think day one went smashingly well, and Mm -hmm. then day two, as it always does. Always does. Day two. It goes, wah, wah. Let me tell you about the mid-launch slump. Oh, it's it's a thing. If you guys have never launched anything, I I want to just solidarity sister with you (laughs) in the fact that the mid-launch slump is real. It's awful. It's an infliction that you just cannot shake. We have tried shortening the cart and lengthening the cart to like mess with this weird slump. And it's the same regardless. It's it's just the same. If I could literally erase, if you have a seven day launch, if I could erase day two through day five, I would because I hate it. I hate it. But it's you really still need those days, which... oh. They're there and they serve a purpose, yeah. but it ain't about you. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's the hardest part. Yeah. Because, I mean, we've been a part of like 48-hour flash sales. And although yeah. they can be super profitable because you have that urgency the whole time, the total sales numbers, like you cannot recreate a seven-day launch and a two-day flash sale even though the urgency is there. So it's like a two-edged sword. You just have to deal uh -huh. with it. It sucks. Yep. Everybody hates it. Um, have your people who get it, like call your best friend and say like, this literally, this happens to us every time. Day two and day three, we're like, did we mess up? Like, is this the worst thing we've ever created? Am I even good at my job? Like what is happening in my life? And then we're like, okay, wait, this happens every time. Like just take a chill pill. It will be fine. And it was. It was fine. <laughs> I mean, it was fine, but I, I would still say I'm confused by the overall oh, yeah. no. thing. So just to give you some ideas, we had $79,000 launch, um, mm -hmm. which like Emily had said before, was more than double the last time we launched this specific product. So, mm -hmm. I mean, a double anything is amazing. But mm -hmm. just to give you some ideas, we thought we were going to double or or double and a half even our last total sales numbers, even though the price of the product was different. And mm -hmm. the reason I say that is we launched Strategy Academy and then we were a part of an affiliate launch with a very similar price point to what we were launching and so we compared launch numbers with Courtney and got some data from her and so really anticipated recreating the same thing, mm -hmm. um, which is fine. But just to give you some ideas, 30% of all sales were on live webinars. So if you've ever thought a webinar doesn't work, I don't like webinars, we almost did a third of our total launch during mm -hmm. webinars. In fact, we did a quarter of our total launch during webinar one. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so for us, having a webinar to open the cart is something we've always done, and like we will continue to do that. Crucial, crucial, crucial. Now the other crucial piece and the eerie piece that we talked about a little bit in the challenge wrap up was that of the people who purchased. 73% of them participated in the challenge. And that is literally to the percentage point, the exact same as last time. Is that odd? Yes. We looked, yes. we looked up what 73 means and it's pretty cool. So I'm not, I'm yeah. not upset with that number. It's, but it's just weird. It's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. So to break it down, webinar one, we sold about $21,000, 43 people enrolled total day one. So about, I think 35, 36 of those were directly within that hour and a half webinar. And the rest of those, what is that? Seven, eight people came during the replay and that, that afternoon and evening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So webinar one definitely kicked us off with a bang. Now mm -hmm. webinar two and retroactively looking back at it, we decided to kind of use my birthday to our advantage, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So we told mm -hmm. everyone we were having a birthday party. And did we educate them enough on that the, it was going to be a replay, so to speak, but live, like an encore of the same webinar? I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Th then this is why I'm confused about that. 
When we sold Rock Your Biz for the first time this year, we did an encore and it was a legit, like we had a webinar on a Tuesday. We had so many people reach out and say, didn't get to attend. There were tech issues, didn't get to watch it. I have all of these questions. So we were like, shoot, let's do another webinar. So on Thursday, so two days later, we did the exact same webinar on a Facebook Live. So we're getting people who just are browsing Facebook in general and who just like watching things on their phone and on Facebook rather than signing up for a webinar. And it went amazing. Conversions were great in that webinar. Like the response was great. We had people literally saying, I was on the fence on Tuesday. This is the webinar that got me to say bye. So we've done that twice now, two more times after that with very mediocre results. Yeah. So do I think webinars are still a crucial piece? Do I think repeating it is still a crucial piece? Yes, but I definitely want to talk about how we can tweak it because yes. I think if two out of three times didn't work, right? Uh, right. Then the let- first one was just the exception. Yeah. So why? A why? Um, and B, do we need to change content up? Because mm-hmm. it did go up when we changed what we were talking about. Yes. Yeah. So we had four people enroll on this second webinar. So compared to 35 and our third webinar now, no actual during the webinar sales weren't that great, but that was also the last day when you know that people are like, okay, it's going away and I need to commit. So during that webinar sales, I mean, we only got two during that actual webinar, but around it was real high. Yeah. The last day we had 41 people enroll, which was nearly a mirror of the The first day. day. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like we've experienced before and, you know, it sucks because you think you have a pattern, you think you know what's going to happen. We have experienced the middle slump before, but when we launched Mm -hmm. Strategy Academy, it was not as ridiculous. On the both the last two launches when we were launching for an affiliate and this time, like it was like nearly crickets. On day five, we literally sold two. So and then the theory is it's supposed to double on the last 24 hours. We didn't see quite that close if you count the last 48. Yeah, I think it's double the last 48 okay. is, the, is, is the, the norm. Is the norm. So mm-hmm. it's definitely a curve. So literally it's like straight up and then you go straight back down. And then the yeah. last 48 hours, you can expect what you've had the whole five days previous to happen in the last couple of days. So a bit strange, but we're used to the idea. So if that tells us anything, it's that you the day one is so crucial because mm-hmm. if that's where the majority of your sales are coming from before they double, like mm-hmm. you need that number to be as high as possible yep. in order to see the results later. Well, and what's funny too is when we did Strategy Academy, our bookkeeper actually suggested that we do a webinar on the last day yeah. on cart close right. to like keep up energy and do hype. And it worked for us for Strategy Academy. Like it it was like, oh yes, I'm so glad we did that. We sold. It was great. This time didn't work. So I'm like, I don't understand anything anymore. Yeah. I don't know. So 
one stat that I think is super interesting is if you look at Strategy Academy when we launched back in June, 73% were existing subscribers. They could have subscribed anytime in the last two years. Mm-hmm. 27% subscribed in the last 30 days, which for that launch was basically sometime in June. Mm-hmm. For this launch, 51% were existing and 49% had never heard of us before 30 days prior. That's crazy. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So this will lead into one of my theories later, which I'll get get to, but I just want you to take note of that stat. That's telling me, I mean, part of it is that we've launched it before. And so if they didn't get it the first time, like there's just less people mm-hmm. that existed that are ready to buy because we literally already took them out of the pool. But I'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah. So other interesting stats, 37% of enrollments, this was the first course that they've taken with us. 37%. That's crazy. And then of the people who had taken a course previously, 91% had only previously purchased Trello. $29 program. So just to give you some perspective, there is so much value in having a low-priced product Mm -hmm. with crazy amounts of value so that people are like, well, if this is anything like what they're going to be like later, then wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And- Again, going back to are they new or existing, that also means that like a good chunk of those people purchased Trello in the last 30 days and then mm-hmm. converted. And we have a lot of people who are in the group when they're introducing themselves saying, i never heard of you and I listened to one podcast and then binge and then bought Trello and then did your challenge and then bought this. Like all within a month. So that, I mean, that's great. That makes me feel really great that we're able to convert strangers to hang, not only hanging out in our audience, but purchasing from us. So that tells me that that conversion that we can do is not broken. We just need more eyeballs. Yeah. New, brand new eyeballs. So my favorite part of the launch, and I don't know if it's something I should be grateful for or if it's actually (laughs) shooting us in the foot, but... Last time when we did Strategy Academy, we did an early bird discount, but you literally had to be live on the webinar in order to get the discount, which, and the discount only applied to full payments. So you couldn't get on a payment plan with a discount. You had to just dive in. We repeated the same thing and there was still a savings even afterwards. So which is the same as we did last time. You always save with the one-time payment. And up until a couple of months ago, it was almost to the penny the same. And then we got some advice from someone ahead of us that said, you really should have them pay about 20% more because the potential when loss yeah, is there. explain that a little bit because I think you might be losing some people. Sure. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. 
I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. So when you break your stuff out into payment plans, those payment plans, whether it's three month, six month, nine month, it doesn't matter. Each of those payment plans need to be 20%. The total of your payment plan needs to be 20% higher than the full payment option. So then you add 20% and then you divide it up into how many months you want your people to break it down into. Now here's so there should be a drastic savings when people pay in full because you want them to pay in full. And the reason you want them to pay in full is because you're taking a risk as the business owner doing payment plans. Even well, and it leads to less refund requests. Like people who pay in full rarely, like at a very, very less percent, ask for a refund later. Yes. And I think a good part of it is like they put their money where their mouth is, so they put yeah. in the effort and all of that. Yeah. But also... Uh, just to go over the risk of doing a payment plan, you just never know. Even someone with the best of intentions can 
have their credit card get stolen or they lose it. And so the number changes and then they forget to update their credit card information in the course. Literally, like we had someone from Strategy Academy. I won't name names because that'll make her feel really bad. But she is an excellent student. Love her to pieces. Yes, She dropped the ball and missed her payment plan. She's Mm -hmm. one of the few that that emailed and be like, I messed up. I need to keep paying. How can I keep paying? So that doesn't usually happen, by the way. But so even with the best of intentions, like this all-star student let her payment plan fall apart because the credit card number changed. Yeah, because that happens to the best of us. We forget, you know, where all the places we need to change it. But you're just taking on the risk literally three more times, six more times than you are someone paying just in full once because then you're done. So the stat, which I never got to, I guess, was 62% of our total launch will go down in the books as September revenue. So that's awesome. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm also glad for payment plans because they help boost our oh, our yeah. monthly, you know, in-betweens. So I'm not upset about payment plans ever, but it's really nice to get the majority mm-hmm. in an upfront payment. So let's talk about ads. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna start this with literally for a week. Facebook ads were broken. And I'm not saying that in the sense of like, oh, they just didn't work for us. So I'm going to say they were broken. We got notification that Facebook was combining the ads manager and the power editor into one system. Literally, it was happening the week we were opening doors. Some of the stuff would be finicky and not work, et cetera, happening the week we were opening the doors. And we've had so much good data from just a week prior and months prior earlier this year when we've ran ads to where we now are very confident that this is our average for a conversion ad. This is our average for an engagement. So we know those numbers. This is not the first time we've ran ads. So I say that based off, nope, this is not normal. I know it's not broken because it's worked so many times before. And a very similar ad worked a week before and now it's failing. So there was something messed up with Facebook. We literally spent money, didn't get any results on some of our ads, which is kind of frustrating and disappointing. Luckily, we have a little bit of a cushion, but I'm going to lead this into after I'm going to break everything down. But I, I want this to say as much as we are addicted to Facebook ads and we love them and they work and they're great and we tell people like go learn about them and go implement them. It still comes down to I do not want you to rely on just Facebook ads for you to be making your money for you to be growing your audience and for you to be making sales. Because if we did, like if we hadn't prepped as many emails or any emails, if we hadn't gone live in our Facebook group, if we hadn't done social stuff, right? We might not have a $79,000 launch if we had just relied on Facebook ads. So please use this as it's not broken. Like the Facebook ads aren't broken in the grand scheme of things, but don't just rely on them for your 
money-making, okay? So I'll start at the very beginning. We covered more in another, an earlier episode, I think it's 114, about our challenge breakdown. So you can get a little bit more in-depth knowledge about that, but I'll just jump over them really quickly because we are factoring in our total ad budget for this launch. We're factoring in the money we spent on the ads that we ran to get people to sign up for the free challenge as part of that budget because we wanted those people warm to buy this paid program. So we spent about almost eight grand on a conversion ad to get people signed up for a free challenge. And it worked amazingly. That's why I'm saying Facebook was broken the next week. We averaged out about $1.81 per lead. We got about 4,200 people to sign up from that. We also did an engagement ad for that same challenge, spending about 132 bucks, getting in front of about 4,200 people, okay? So then we did an engagement ad for a webinar because we, I think we turned off conversion on that one or we just chose to do engagement. It's our first webinar. We spent about 100 bucks, got in in front of about 4,600 people, two cents per engagement. We did an ad for the birthday encore, spent about a hundred bucks, got in front of about 3,800 people. We did an engagement ad for the general car open, spent about 750 bucks, got it in front of about 21,000 people. Then we did a conversion. So the difference is, and we we go over this on our episodes like uh, Facebook ads part one and Facebook ads part two, but the quick difference is when you're sending an ad for engagement, Facebook is sending it to people who watch videos, who like, comment, or react to videos. They're not necessarily sending it to people who click on things, okay? Because Facebook is smart. A conversion ad gets sent to people who click on things, and the way that it's measured of success is when people click on that conversion, like they click on the link, they buy the thing, and then they see your thank you page. That's what we're telling Facebook is to measure that conversion. So they have to do all of those things for that conversion to be a yes. So we got literally zero conversions on our general car open ad, which is unheard of. Never happened to us Well, not only is it unheard of, but it could tell me if, in fact, these were true numbers, which we literally have no way of knowing for sure. It could tell me that the car open gave people some general knowledge, they watched it, and then ultimately an email or a webinar is what converted them and they didn't go directly through an ad to check out. I could say that that's like probably the, like, yes, sure, that's general, but we should have at least gotten a hand. Oh, sure, for sure, sure. Based off past results. So we spent about 190 bucks and didn't get any conversions. So then we did a testimony ad. So we did this last time. We talked more about it in our our post-launch from prior where we have an alum come on a Facebook Live. We have her share her experience. And then we turn that into an engagement ad. We spent about 118 bucks, got it in front of 7,200 eyeballs. We did an encore replay ad. So we did our Facebook Live, was the birthday encore. We turned that into an engagement ad, spent about 100 bucks, got it in front of 5,600 people. Then we did a click ad to our sales page. And we spent about $211, got it in front of about 166 people. And we averaged about $1.27 per click. And so we don't know if those people converted. Right but they at least got to the sales page. Now, the traffic one, the clicks in in the past, I would say a good click is under 80 cents. So yes. we were overpaying for yes. that click ad just to give you some perspective. Yes. 
So then our last two ads we ran, we did a cart close video ad for clicks, 97 cents, 95 cents per click. We got three people to click. We spent just under $3. Then we did a cart close conversions ad. Again, zero conversions and we spent about 51 bucks. So like conversion ads were absolutely 100% broken that week. Yeah. Well, and the conversion ad and the clicks ad for both of those, that was when we had the most trouble was that last 48 hours. And I think part of it that's just bizarre is we were dealing with a really low uh, number of people. So we only ran the cart close ad to people who had visited the sales page. So this happened. Yeah. So this tells me one of two things. This tells me either a the pixel wasn't firing correctly and that number was too low and it wasn't serving enough people. I I double checked that three times. You double checked that. Okay. Uh So if that wasn't the case, then it either wasn't serving the ad to the right people or it literally wasn't tracking correctly. Granted, we didn't right. overpay. Like we paid $53 in the last 48 hours. Our budget for that was way higher than that. And it just literally wouldn't spend it because it right. didn't have anyone to serve it. Yeah, to. I think we said like spend $200 a day because uh-huh. it was for that last day. And it spent $2.85 because it just didn't have the people to serve it to. So something was wrong there. For sure. So just to give you a general rundown, we spent $9,376 on Facebook ads. Keep in mind, over 7,700 were related on getting signups to the challenge. So Mm -hmm. we spent, you know, 90 plus percent. I didn't actually do the math on that one. uh, The total ad budget on on the initial part. In general... Mm -hmm. I would say it should be closer to 40%. But because nothing was working, we were hesitant to pour more money into it, A. And B, even when we tried to, sometimes it just literally wouldn't let us. So that was very odd. But that ended up giving us launch total. We spent 12% of our launch total on ads, which is literally quadruple what I would normally suggest to someone. And this gets into where I'm going with, I have two theories on why the launch didn't go as well as we anticipated. So if you factor out Trello sales, like we talked about in the challenge previously, we almost broke even. So like, if you were to take dollar for dollar what we got back in Trello sales, from related to the challenge, we mm-hmm. spent only two and a half percent of our total budget mm-hmm. on ads. Now, I think one of two things happened. Either A, we shot ourselves in the foot and allowed so much of the challenge to be related to Trello that it the focus got shifted a little mm-hmm. too much and because we did convert, because people had just bought something, they're like, I literally have never heard of you. I just bought something three days ago. I haven't even gone through that program yet. I don't know if it makes sense for me to buy the next thing. So if that's the case, 
then I think we would need to switch the challenge related to Rock Your Biz if we decide to launch Well, it and we've mentioned this before, but I'll, I'll just recap the, the why. So previously, Rock Your Biz taught some of the uh, some of what's inside Trello for Business, yeah. right? We had people go through that program. And the feedback we got was a week spent walking them through Trello in the accountability portion was not enough. They did not feel confident in that their system was set up. So therefore, they already felt behind when they started going through the other material inside Rock Your Biz. So we thought, okay, to make them feel less behind and to make them feel more confident, what we'll do is work everyone who wants to go through the challenge through Trello and we'll spend a week getting their system set up. And then when we open the doors for Rock Your Biz, they'll feel like a little bit confident and a little bit more like, okay, I need these other things. They will still have another week to go through Trello on their own before we start the accountability adventure. So then people will feel like armed and ready and like ready to go. And our solution to help alleviate that problem just wasn't the right solution. Well, yeah. So that's one theory is that we were shooting ourselves in the foot that, and they decided to buy Trello essentially instead of a $600 product. And right. because the price was so low, even though we were converting like crazy, we were getting triple the amount of sales we would in a whole month in like literally uh-huh. a week. So uh-huh. we're talking 300 plus people bought Trello, but that's a really, really low price product. If we had had uh-huh. 300 people buy Rock Your Biz, that would have been way closer to what we were anticipating for the launch, yeah. which leads to my second theory. And maybe both are true. They could be true yeah. simultaneously. So we have talked about in the past... According to math, according to statistics, if we had X number of people in a challenge and then we turned around and made this dollar amount, if you were to double or triple or two and a half times is what we ended up doing, the amount of people in the challenge, theoretically, the launch total should be two and a half times as much. That did not prove to be true. So there's obviously some sort of curve, but also we were launching a different product. So we truly didn't know. Like if we, it's it's apples to oranges, you know, it's not the same thing. We didn't do the same exact challenge for the same exact product. Here in a couple months, we can be able to say, Mm -hmm. okay, if we do get two and a half times the amount of people in the challenge, does it convert the same? Because we're going to be repeating a lot of the same things. Now, the problem that, like retroactively looking at it and seeing how many people were literally new subscribers and were interested in this launch, it tells me that we did not do our job appropriately and get enough new people on our email list from the Mm -hmm. last time we launched it until today. And Mm -hmm. so if that's the case, we need a method to get lead generation and mm-hmm. focus on new email subscribers like crazy. Like anytime mm-hmm. we're not launching, that should be the number one focus. Yeah, no, I agree. I think looking, you know, going back to the like, is Trello, like we know that Trello is, it's the gateway drug. That's what people call right. it. It's the gateway drug to our programs. But so like we're needing to find the opportunity of, okay, if we get them in Trello now, we can pitch them in 30 days for something big, but we can't necessarily pitch them in seven days. 
And so, and especially for something so similar to what people think Trello can do for them, help Mm -hmm. you like set goals and organize whatever, because that's what Rock Your Biz helps you do. And so I think that, yeah, finding that, how are we getting people inside Trello throughout the year? And then when is it appropriate to then pitch them something bigger and different after the fact? I don't know. And, And to give you perspective, I don't think... Emily and I have a robust a robust enough system to divide our subscribers out because a thousand percent. Although we can tag people, there really isn't a good way to say I would like to launch to everyone minus the people who subscribed in the last week or minus the people who mm-hmm. subscribed in the last 30 mm-hmm. days. Like if they need mm-hmm. 30 days and they need to be on some other kind of funnel before we launch to them, we literally have mm-hmm. no way of leaving those people out of the pool and thus are are just taking a, gan- a guess. And oftentimes, mm-hmm. because we're pitching before they're ready, they get annoyed and they unsubscribe. So yeah. I, it's a vicious circle. And we're definitely working on how can we make it more robust? How can we make mm-hmm. it so that we don't have the same challenges? And give us ways to go through a launch like this and be able to pull statistics mm-hmm. about the people? Like, we're really only able to do this true like deep dive after they have purchased. We don't have a way like mid launch to say, you know what, we need to slow down on these specific subscribers because they're not ready or we don't have any way to say this kind of person is going through and they're not converting. So let's leave them out of the pool. So I don't know. So I, I, I want you guys to also note, if you haven't throughout this episode yet, that where we're confused and where we're strategizing is not about the content, right? It's not about the name of the program. It's not about the price of the program. It's not about what's inside or what it teaches. We know that that's the shit. We know that ultimately at the end of the day, that stuff It matters, yes, because you want to have valuable stuff. I'm not going to say it doesn't matter. Like, that's not your excuse to create crap. We know we've already created good stuff, and we know we've gotten amazing testimonies from it. Literally, this entire episode was, okay, if it didn't go the way we wanted to, what strategy do we need to change and implement differently next time? So I want you to start to have those conversations with yourself when you have a lackluster launch or when something goes unexpected. Don't go down to the price and the content first. Don't go down that lane. Go down the lane of your marketing and your promotion and your conversions. Okay? So hopefully this arms you for that. For sure. So one thing I want to say before we leave you is all this to say, like the launch, sure, wasn't what we anticipated. But I want to put this in perspective for you. September 2017, it's literally not even over yet. We're recording it with more than 10 days left. Okay. Uh So that being said, September of 2017 is already the most profitable month in TCC history. We made over $100,000 in cash Uh in September. So uh-huh. I am I have nothing to complain about. Okay. And us no. getting like jazzed up about certain things is us asking questions and us feeling yes. like we don't have the data to find the answers. 
Right, right. And you're going to get more in-depth how, what's, and when's about that six-figure month in about a week or so when we do our September monthly review podcast episode for you. So definitely be on the lookout for that one. It's coming to you in a week or so, probably two weeks, and you'll hear more details on how we made that happen. So hopefully this helped. I love giving you guys a little peek behind the curtain and let us know if you have any further questions about this launch. We'd be happy to share them with you. Head over to thinkcreativecollective.com community and ask away. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.